Hey guys, it's Gabby here. I just want to give you a heads up that in this episode, we'll be discussing some difficult subjects around pregnancy and loss, which could be distressing for some listeners. If you feel like this might be a trigger for you, please stop listening now. And remember, there are plenty of other great episodes available if you need to skip this one. Hey guys, and welcome to this week's edition of Girls No Filter. This is Jess, and I'm with my besties again. They are Gab. Hey guys. And Kelly. Hello. How you all doing? So awkward saying hello in a podcast, isn't it? It's like you put on a voice. You're like, hey guys. <laughs> I know, it's like I'm presenting. It's so annoying. But anyway, here we are. But you and love we're presenting. Back. You're such a show girl. Mm, I know, you but I feel like go, an idiot, all right? but anyway. But you feel like you can't. <laughs> yeah. Hi, everyone. Yeah, welcome back. You all right? <laughs> all right, how we doing? Yeah. Um, what's been happening, guys? Talk to me. How was your week? What's been What's been going down? Yeah, I'll, I'll start us off, shall I? Um, my week's been all right. All good. I feel like... I'm just trying to, now that lockdown's over and life is getting back to normal, I mean, it's been over for a while, but now that like we're getting some sense of normality back, I feel like I need to get myself back, you know, in some sense. So just keeping on top of all my appointments and like actually making myself presentable. But don't you feel like you're constantly like having to like maintain and and like the upkeep and maintenance of like your beauty regime and like all your appointments it's just relentless like honestly never ending I just you get loads like, out of the way and then the following week you need something else done. Yeah, oh, yeah, but even like within two days of having if I if I have everything done, you know, in in a couple of days, then. Two days later, it's like, yeah, your 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 roots are sort of starting to grow out. Yeah, your the dye is fading on your eyebrows. Hair's starting to grow through where you don't want it to grow through. Your nails are starting to grow out a little bit. It's like nothing lasts. I feel like it's just bloody constant. I always say it, and I know I'm always preaching like men this, men that, and I must sound like such a man hater, but men don't. Get it? No, they, <laughs> they don't. But also, they don't like. So the last time I had everything done in one like go, you know, like in oh, one that, sitting, that takes forty eight hours, literally. Yeah, forty eight hours. <laughs> but one, 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 the last time I had it all done was just before I went away a few weeks ago. So I had everything done. I came home, and. Warren didn't even notice that I'd had oh, all my waxing done, my that? brows done, my lashes perm tinted curls the lot like he didn't he said oh where have you been I'd been gone for hours and hours <laughs> I'd spent hundreds of pounds on all these beauty treatments and you feel so much better for it as well yeah but like he didn't even notice and I thought what is this even for well, for yeah. yourself, Cal, it's for yourself. It is for yourself. No, it, is. it really yeah. is. Honestly, it's just to it's make yourself feel better. They don't notice. It's so that I, when you do a I, selfie on holiday, you look ha- half human rather than like dead. <laughs> and it's yeah. also like lack of lack of having to do it. Like you do, you get your eyebrows done. So you don't have to pencil them in for the first few days of the holiday or, you know, you get yeah, your roots no, done. So you don't have to be concealing it. Like it really is for yourself. It really is. I, I proactively stand in front of George and say, what is different about me? He doesn't yeah. have a clue. So do I. I did it a few weeks ago after I'd had all this done. I said, sorry, where have I been? I've just had all my appointments. What do you think's different about me? And I asked exactly the same question. He couldn't tell me and I'm standing there. Well, I ended up letting slip and telling him I'd had my bloody big toes waxed because it got no. to the point. Yeah, I did. I wanted to tell him the detail that goes into the maintenance like you know looking after ourselves I was um, like never mind your big toe we get our fannies waxed yeah, um, I know. I'm sorry they don't but that's just basic it. isn't it they wouldn't even think it's down to your from the tip of your head down to the, the yeah down to the literally down to your toes. the base of your toe yeah to the soles <laughs> of your feet sad really isn't it I wonder if we let it all grow out and, and god knows what else what we'd look like but oh they'd have mind. something to say then oh, Jess, then you can bet you Oh, yeah, they go, sorry, getting a bit airy down there, isn't it? It's like, really? Really? Coming from you? Let's not (laughs) even go there. Do you you think that women have preferences with men's hair down there? Do you think some girls are like, I like a bush? (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't really, like, for me, I kind of, I don't know, actually. It doesn't bother me that much. I think if, if, oh, we're going to get a bit intimate, but, you know, like, if I have to deal with that area... 
Yeah, mm. if you in have certain to. ways. <laughs> no, if you have to, you know what I mean? you do. <laughs> if if it, I have to do it, no, but like I'd probably rather it not be too hairy. But like in terms of like actually just looking at it, it doesn't really bother me if it's hairy. No, I think, I think it's just men quite like it when groomed. they have all the hair off, don't they? They think it, it makes, they it, think look it, makes it look bigger. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't, I don't know. Know. stroll around naked for a little while, don't they? All ple- pleased with themselves. Yeah, I'd feel a bit uncomfortable all off though for a man. Yeah. Oh, I, I, really? Oh, yeah, I, s- I think just like neatly trimmed, <laughs> maintained. You like a bit of stubble, do you? <laughs> well, not necessarily stubble. No one wants stubble rash, do they? No. no that that is what makes me laugh when they do that. That's like them, like. You know, it's something different. It's like their biggest thing. You know, they've really gone for it. They've shaved it all off. It took them a while. They had a really oh, yeah. extra long shower. It's like, do you know what I've been through to look like this right now? <laughs> I like, know. You have fucking no idea. That's a, that's a walk in the park. Yeah. That, that is my that is my morning coffee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do that on the bloody school run if I yeah. had to. That's a, that's a running out the door job. That yeah, like for, to them it's like can you see the difference? See the difference? We're like couldn't give a shit. Just fucking do the deed. Let's get out of it. <laughs> Let's get this over and done with. Yeah, but um, oh, okay. God. So your beauty regimes and Gabby, how's yours been, bubs? So um, George and I are in quarantine together at the moment because I'm having an op at the end of this week. So we've been in lockdown for a couple of weeks together. But it's actually not been too bad because I am working still, obviously, because I work from home in my like office room. And George is in the front room, mainly either eating, sleeping or playing PlayStation. So we're kind of kept apart for the majority of the day. But we quite like being hermits together, me and George. I always say this to you girls. George and I, the, the more we're together, the better we get on. Yeah, the more we are you. apart, the worse we are. Weirdly, yeah. I've Have never had you not had, had any lockdown arguments? No, not one. We're like having a drink every day together. It's like three o'clock. We're like, should we have a drink? Like, we, we quite like being locked yeah. in together. It's yeah. It's been- Can I just say one thing, though? Mm. One thing I disagree with is a man over 30 playing the PlayStation, for me, is oh, just... Oh, the bane of my life. I, I, I don't do, know how yeah, you do it. I, do I don't know how, how you do you it. Put up with that, Gab. And so oh, many it's... women do. Like I know at least two or three that their husbands are always on it. And I'm like, what the hell? I would go stir crazy at them. I barely a let him watch the, the boxing um, and the football. Like he's always, I let him obviously watch what he wants. So I don't tell him, but I just, yeah, that's like a, oh, really? That would really bother me, yeah. He doesn't play it like, I won't ever be sitting in the living room like reading a book while he's playing PlayStation. He'll play it when I'm not in the house or if oh, I'm fine. working. okay, that's so, so it's bad. never. Oh, okay. Oh, you think I'd sit there and let him play PlayStation while I sit there twiddling my thumbs? Absolutely not. Oh, but, I know um, someone whose whose husband plays it twenty four seven, and I'm like, I, I actually don't know how you even are not divorced. Well, I think she needs like, to put her foot down. But yeah, yeah, so our days are consisting of me working, George playing PlayStation, and then uh, having a drink together at three and carrying on drinking. We've drunk every single night in this little lockdown. Every Good. single night. Aww. Not just one glass of wine. Like I'm talking rum. Oh, I had a lovely strong triple rum last night. It was bloody lovely. Um, so it's that you, you actually it, look forward to, isn't it? And when you're in quarantine or lockdown or, you know, isolation, it's actually, yeah, like doing things at home that make you happy together. And if that's drinking, it's certainly drinking for me. Yeah, but if also drinking, on that I subject, think... I must say, I, I always think that, like, me and Will just obviously went to Mykonos recently and I can't express enough how good quality time is together and how much we need it. Like, we will oh, get yeah. into a rut if we're at home for weeks and weeks and weeks and whatever, you know, you get into your your little crappy arguments about the dishes or whatever it might be, you know, the, the stresses and strains of everyday life. And then when you go on that little holiday together and you explore and you're just in each other's pockets 24-7 and you don't have one argument, it just, it really kind of cements it back together again. And like you come back just being like, like quality time for me in a relationship is one of my big things. I'm like, you have to make time for each other. Um, And I think that brings us nicely into what the topic is for this week's podcast. It's a subject really, really close to obviously a a hell of a lot of women's uh, hearts, which we're finding out even more so now, which is miscarriage. Um, And our poor Gabby has been through the mill this year. 2020 has been a shocking year for everyone, but a particularly one for you. Um, And so, yeah, we'd like to hear 
more about it. And I think our listeners do too, which hopefully, if anything, it will just give anyone that's gone through it or going through it some courage and some some reassurance that you're not on your own. And Gabby wanted to tell her story in order to try and help people, which I think yeah. is really brave of you. Really oh, brave. Thanks, yeah, girls. before you um, before you start, Gab, I just want to say that obviously normally we are a very lighthearted podcast and we like to, you know, make light of lots of situations and have a laugh and um, have fun and, you know, joke about things. But this is a really sensitive topic and we know that it's difficult for you to talk about. So we do really appreciate it, Gabs. Um, yeah. Yeah, so and hopefully we, we, anyone that's listening. We want to yeah. hear your story. That's really sweet. And and we've spoken a lot about this. And the reason we thought let's do a podcast on it was purely because when I was going through it, I was the girl frantically searching the podcast library for some sort of normal chat about miscarriage. And all that's really out there, to my knowledge, and what I was searching through was like professional opinions or it was like a four minute podcast or something and just telling you the kind of same old textbook stuff that you read online about miscarriage and I just thought I want to just hear from a normal girl who's like my age and is normal and just hear from her experience and there was just nothing nothing at all and that really bothered me like I'd go for a lot of long walks to try and process it like if I was feeling really down about it and I wanted to listen to a podcast about it yeah, so that's why we thought we would do a podcast because I don't want to be a hypocrite and say no one talks about it and then myself not talk about it on my own podcast. That would be really mm. hypocritical. So that's why we decided to do it today. And it really is a topic that nobody talks about. And I kind of get that and I don't get that. Like you you don't proactively tell people you had a miscarriage, really, unless it's mm. your like your closest mates or your family. Yeah. So I do get why people don't want to talk about it because there's never really a right moment to tell it to. And you also put the person you're having a conversation with in a really difficult situation because there is nothing anybody can say that makes you feel better unless Mm. they've been through the exact same thing themselves. Mm. You know, if there's girls out there that are going through this at the moment and think, oh God, I just all the professional opinions, I just want to speak to someone who's been through it, um, then this is what this podcast is for, really, um, and dedicated to it a bit. So I can start by giving a a bit of overview of what's happened, really. So I felt broody, really, towards the middle of 2019. I started feeling really, like, um, hormonal about it. I was like, oh, I need a baby, I need a baby, I need a baby. And I've never really felt like that at all before. I've always known I've wanted kids, but never really felt that hunger and drive to, I need to have a baby. It was literally like someone flicked a switch that went off. And Jess, you and I have spoken about this feeling. Yeah, I had it always... exactly the same time. I just felt like my ovaries were almost almost burning for a baby. It was the yeah. weirdest feeling and I, I can't describe it, but that's how it felt. And it was, yeah, yeah I hear it you. is literally like a, and I remember having an argument with George once about it. And he was like, why are you so desperate for a baby? And I remember like just shouting at him. I was like, I can't help it. Something inside me's gone off and I can't help this feeling. It's like, it really is. You're just overcome with it. It's, it's hormonal. And you're not, you like, know, you're 34. You've not waited. You've not done it at 21. Do you know what I mean? You're, yeah, you're, you're, exactly. And married, and, obviously, of two years now. So Yeah, exactly. I mean, in hindsight now, this seems so ridiculous, but we had a holiday to Barbados booked for the end of last year which we'd save for for ages and we were really looking forward to it with a, a couple a friends, a couple of friends of ours really close. We went a couple of years before, had the best time. So we said, let's do it again before we have kids. And we obviously couldn't try before because uh, Barbados has an outbreak of the Zika virus. So there's a risk to your baby, to your unborn child, if you go there pregnant or get pregnant three months afterwards. So we put it off, put it off. In hindsight now, I should never have done that. If I could live my life again, I would no way put this off for the sake of bloody holiday. But anyway, we did what we did. And then I came back into the country. You can't think like that, though. Sorry, darling. You can't think like that. I know, but it's hard not to, isn't it? You think, why did I put that off for six months? But anyway, it is what it is. And I had a great holiday. So we got back to the country on January 6th and I came off the pill And I knew, oh no, I'd come off the pill like a week before, I think. And I knew that there were risks, obviously, but I was just like, I'm going to go for it, which was probably a stupid thing to do, but I just thought I'm going to go for it. We were in a resort. We weren't trekking through the hills of Barbados. Like it was pretty well protected. We wore mosquito spray and everything, blah, blah, blah. And um, 
I came off the pill on January the 6th and by January the 20th, I was pregnant. So I got this pregnancy stick and it said pregnant. I was like, my God, what the hell? That's two Mm. weeks. How has that happened? Was completely elated. But in my gut, I thought, it's really weird because before this, I always used to say to my mum, I know I'm going to have problems getting pregnant. I can just feel it. She used to go, shut up. You won't have any problems, blah, blah, blah. And then when I got pregnant, I thought, yeah, that's right. I knew I was going to be one of those girls. It's weird you go through like emotions of thinking it's not going to happen. Then you think, no, I'm, I, I bet I'm one of those fertile girls. And then I I wrapped it up. George was um, at work and I wrapped it up in a little gift box thing. And um, I wrote on it, due October 2020. And he opened the box and there was this stick saying pregnant in it. He was like, what? In two weeks? Oh. I was like, yep. <laughs> um, so we celebrated. Um, I'm not going to lie. I had a glass of champagne in celebration. I was like, most girls don't even know they're pregnant till like gone a long way. One glass of champagne isn't going to hurt. So we did that in celebration. And then I think it was like two or three weeks later, and actually, in hindsight now, which I didn't realise at the time, but the pregnancy, the the clear blue sticks that give you the week's indicator, they go up. So they'll tell you you're one to two weeks since ovulation, two to three weeks since ovulate, since you conceived. And then the weeks on the pregnancy sticks aren't don't actually correlate to the number of weeks you are pregnant. It's really confusing. So it might say you're two weeks since you conceived on a pregnancy stick, but you're actually four or five weeks pregnant. It's, it's all a bit... I'm not an expert at this now, obviously. So what I didn't realise at the time was that the number wasn't going up. So I stayed on pregnant one to two for over the couple of weeks. So because it wasn't moving, I went to a doctor to get a blood test and she tested me for my hormone levels and they weren't raising, they weren't going up as they should do. So the pregnancy hormone should basically double every 48 hours for a successful pregnancy. And mine was like 18 on the Monday and then 35 on the Saturday So not doubling and not going in the direction it should. And the doctor that I saw really coldly said, I suspect this is a failing pregnancy. Call me in a couple of weeks, basically. And I was like, oh, okay. But having said all that, sorry to interrupt you, Mm. Gab, but did she not also say at the time, you're pregnant, why are you here? So it was almost like... And this is where the confusion comes from. I think you're trying to rely on the professionals and get a little bit of insight and comfort and reassurance. And you go to someone and they say, why are you here? You're pregnant. You know, you've got a test. It's positive. And in the same breath, they're like, I suspect it's not going to work out for you. So that must have been a really, really tough appointment to walk away from. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was actually over an email, which made it even worse. Um. Because when I went to the doctors originally, you're right, Kel, I, I said, look, I'm here because I'm pregnant. And I'd actually been to the doctor's surgery that morning for something else. And I said, oh, by the way, I got a positive pregnancy test this morning. So I don't, because you remember, I thought I had a really bad bout of gastroenteritis. Mm. That's what I'd gone to the doctor for. And I said, oh, by the way, I've tested positive on a stick this morning. So maybe I'm pregnant. It's not gastroenteritis. And they dipped their tests and they said, it's not pregnant. So I was like, right, okay. They were like, but this is urine. Sometimes it takes a while for it to show up in your urine. So you really should go and have a blood test. So that's why I went and got the blood straight away. And the doctor, like you said, was like, why are you here? You're pregnant. Congratulations. Go away and we'll see you in like two or three weeks time. So I was like, oh, well, but the but the urine test tested negatively and my weeks aren't increasing. She was like, oh, no, you're fine. Don't worry about that. Save your money. Don't have your bloods. And I insisted and I'm glad I did because it prepared me a little bit. I said, no, I really, really want my bloods done just to triple confirm it because in my mind at the moment I've been I've got positive here negative there I don't know what's going on so she did the bloods and she said it's positive you are pregnant and then I had to have them repeated like 48 hours later or something and that's when they said oh the the number hadn't gone up and they suspect this is failing see ya (laughs) I was like okay and then the next day the miscarriage bleeding started so I guess what week was mm, that just to clarify Gab week six and so super early yeah but um I I was just actually going to say that uh, you know you actually when you told us girls because because it was so early you hadn't actually announced that you were pregnant yet you told us after you had miscarried so you know you told us all the news in once um I'd fallen pregnant and now I've miscarried and you know this is where we are and so you 
reassured us in a way by saying it's okay it was really early but looking back how do you feel about the fact that you know however early it is it was still a pregnancy it was still a baby it was still a life you know that you mm. you still conceived and did you feel like you had to make excuses for that at that time? Did you feel like you had to, or was it was it a coping mechanism for you in saying it's very early? No, it, that's a really interesting question because it wasn't a coping mechanism for me at all. It was almost like a feeling of embarrassment to be upset about it because it was so early, which is so oh, wrong. Yeah, which totally is really, wrong. Really wrong. Six weeks is not that early. It's, I mean, it's, it's over. You know, you're a month. You're, you're over a month pregnant out of nine months. It's not. Yeah. And I think it's, I saw this really, I wish I'd, I wish I'd remembered it for this podcast. I saw a really beautiful quote the other day of like a, and it was accompanied by an illustration of a woman swinging a baby in the air and then the baby's kind of rubbed out. And you still, um, it's like you shouldn't ever say to somebody who's going through this, oh, it was really early. And that is one of those things that people say. Mm. which is not the right thing to say. But I don't blame society for saying things like that because we've not been educated as a society on A, mm. miscarriage as a whole, and B, what to say to people and how to deal with it. It's like we're really good at mental health. We know what to say, but we don't know what to say about child loss. Yeah. Um, and I'm not so just it's, talking it's about miscarriage. Mm, sorry, go ahead. It's a hard one because I think you... It's so hard. There's one side where you have carried a child and and for six weeks you have been getting excited and happy and, and bonded with this baby inside of you. So no matter what, it fucking hurts. However, if someone loses it, God forbid, at five, six months, they've had even longer to bond with that baby and it's grown into an even more produced child. Like... Do you see where I'm coming from? What I'm trying to say yeah, is of course. that the yeah. hurt is clearly, clearly a high level no matter what. But I think what people mean is I'm so glad you didn't go any further because that would have been even more devastating. Yeah, Does that exactly. Make sense? And, well, and um, I suppose you know, also because the risk is so much higher in those first 12 weeks, which is why we are told, you know, not to announce our pregnancies within the first three yeah, months of being pregnant yep. so we know that there's a risk but that doesn't make the loss any easier it definitely no, doesn't make no. it any easier for you so but saying that gab that is what you said to us so you said it's okay it was early so you know when you say as as a society we need to learn you know how to address it this and how what and what to say you don't just say oh well at least it was early I mean, you said it, but it was obviously the first time that you'd been through anything like this and you hadn't expected to. So, you know, it was what you have been like, you've been sort of brainwashed Conditioned to myself believe. to say, yeah. And I think you almost say that to people as a way to almost save them from what they need to say. It's almost like you go... It's okay, it was early, so that somebody can go, yeah, you're right. So that Because they, you think, yeah, I've, and also you, you don't want them to feel awkward and not know what to say. Exactly. Otherwise, if you just say, you I've had a miscarriage say. and leave it blank, you're kind of opening... I do that in all walks of life, actually, not just on this subject. I'll give somebody something so that they don't have to feel awkward replying yeah. to me. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. And I, and I really do think because nobody speaks about it, nobody knows how to speak about it, <laughs> right? Mm. Because... It's something that nobody talks about. Um, like I, I follow this girl on Instagram called Tor Sanford, who's a fucking warrior. She's had, I think, four or five miscarriages and she's now um, having IVF and she's pregnant with twins, which is just like, it gives me shivers just saying it. It's just like the most amazing news. It's, yeah, she's Frankie Sanford from the Saturday her. Sister. Yeah, um, Frankie Bridge. She's. Yeah. I, I just started following her as well, Gab, because you said about it and... I've met her a couple of times through um, when Mark was on Strictly with Frankie and she's just such a nice girl. But it is lovely, lovely, lovely seeing her with that big bump and those two twins. It's oh, just beautiful. It's just so nice. Uh, I was just literally, I couldn't, like when she said, I don't even know the girl she posted about having <laughs> twins and I had cried. I was like, I'm so happy oh. for her. It's just so nice. So that was in the January, fell pregnant and miscarried in, in February. And then we started trying again right away. The doctor was like, there's no reason why, like wait for the bleeding to pass, which took about a week. And yeah, so 
that was that. And then we started trying again right away once the bleeding had stopped. And then I just fell into a, a dark, dark place, like dark. It just became like a spiral of ovulation tests, thermometers, mum's net at three o'clock in the morning, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling through. If you've been through this situation yourself, you will get the... The same because complete you didn't black. You couldn't fall for a while. Is that what you're saying? You, yeah, but it, it, but it's a black hole of obsession. It's a horrible place to be, and yeah. So we we couldn't. It was month after month after month. It wasn't happening. It wasn't happening. And I think because it happened so quickly the first time, I was then frustrated. I was like, I don't understand why it's not happening again so quickly. We were doing everything right. I mean, I could not have been more prepared or more bang on exactly when we needed to do everything. So. And I just like, I got ratty with George. I felt envious of everybody that just farted and got pregnant. I just resented everyone and everything. Even if somebody wanted to make plans with me, I'd be like, what a fucking waste of time. It doesn't even matter going out. It doesn't even matter about this. I just became like a real- Well, Corona was happening as well. So you were in lockdown at home. Like, so even worse, you weren't even seeing anyone. You were just on your own in your own little bubble feeling like this absolutely felt like the world was ending I was like what on earth is going on and then it was in June and it was when the household rule was open again so there was about I think six of us around mine just for some food and Jess you actually said to me didn't you you went I've got a feeling you're pregnant mm. um I know I had and the I don't know why you said it just had a had a hunch I couldn't I couldn't I had a feeling from your body it was the weirdest thing I just you were pottering about in the kitchen and I was like you're pregnant I just can feel yeah, it yeah so weird and then Christy our friend Christy said it to me the next day she left something there and I dropped it off and she said I've got a feeling you're pregnant I was like well, Jess said that to me yesterday um anyway it turns out I was pregnant but I didn't find you out didn't until, know it at that time either. I didn't know it at that time yeah found out I was pregnant and I was like yes okay this is it it was like a boulder had been lifted from my shoulders and I was like, this is it now because I've waited six months. So everything's like clockwork, everything that I've had to wait for a reason. I feel really good about it. The baby was due on George's birthday. So I thought that's a sign. Mm -hmm. And the pregnancy weeks were going up on the tests. So I was like, George, this is it. This is the time. Like that first one was a blip. This is our time, blah, 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 blah. And then... What I didn't do this time was go to the doctors because I thought I'm just going to wait because I want to get past that point at which I did last time and then go to the doctors when you need to go to the doctors and just try not to think about it until then. Obviously, I did. Obviously, I Googled wallpaper for nurseries. We were measuring out cribs in the spare room like a pair of fools. We were talking about names, all the stuff you do when you're excited. You, to be you're pregnant. not a fool for doing that, Gab. Like as soon as you read positive on the stick, of course you do all that stuff. So don't for one minute think that's foolish. Yeah, it feels like it now. But so we were just, you know, planning, planning, planning our whole lives. Um, and then I, I was doing the sticks every day because I was paranoid about these weeks indicators going up. Um, and. I peed sticks, on the stick. Sorry, just say the stick. You mean the pregnancy test? Oh, sorry, test. the the clear blue weak right, indicator yeah. tests, and I expected it to go up to three plus, and it went down to one to two, and I called my mum absolutely hysterical. I was like, "It's happening again! It's happening again! It's gone down to one to two. She was like, "Right, don't panic. I think these sticks are stupid anyway. We never had them in my day. Blah blah blah. You know, it's like she would say. And um, I was like, I've just got a feeling. I've just got a feeling. It's just funny because I've really felt pregnant. My symptoms were were mad. And I was like, and then they just started to decrease. It's so funny. You just know really? that your body's miscarriage, oh miscarrying. Yeah, miscarrying, sorry. And I was like, no, I can feel it. I can feel it. The symptoms are dying down. I just know I'm miscarrying. And they were, George was like, be positive. Come on. So I thought, right, I'll be positive. I ordered affirmation cards. I did a pregnancy playlist on my Spotify. I did everything that I could to bring positive energy in inverted commas because now I just think it's a load of absolute crap into my life and thought, no, I'm going to keep this baby. I'm going to be positive, positive, positive. And then I think it was three days later, I peed on the stick and it said not pregnant. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, my God. So I called the hospital and they were like, you're about to miscarry, so the bleeding will start now. And literally, as I put the phone down, an hour later, the bleeding started again. A shitload of bleeding for, I think this time was about four or five days. 
And I'd got two days past the point at which I was at last time. So I was six weeks, two days, whereas last time I was six weeks. And I, I mean, George had to literally pick me up from the floor after this one. I mean, it was a, it was a, a really, I can't even begin to describe what I felt like. I just felt like, just like I was in a pit at the, at the very bottom of the deepest, darkest pit. I was right in there. And I just thought this is never going to happen for us. Like, this is it. And I, I'm sure I've said it to you girls. I just feel like it's like a run of a bit of bad luck that me and George are having at the moment. I kept saying to you, didn't I? The wish us, we're unlucky, we're cursed, we're this, we're that. But the whole positive affirmation thing, I would love to believe it, but I just think it's such, like, I have so moved now beyond that. I just think life is cruel, it's real, it's harsh. Like, all this, the secret and positivity, it's just a load of bollocks. And and it's also, like, it's then all you can see. Like, it's like yeah. when you want a red car, right? Yeah. All you see is red cars. Yeah. And all I see is baby strollers. All I see is pregnancy announcements on Instagram. So boring. And it, you feel like it's strange because you don't feel resentful of women like who just seem to get pregnant at the drop of a hat. I've got a few of those. You just feel <laughs> so like in injustice, is that a word? No, um, like you've been done an injustice. Yeah, like yeah, you unjust. just feel like I don't deserve this. No. And also... It's the most natural bleeding thing in the world yeah. to get pregnant and have a baby, which it, we've been doing for billions of years, and even I can't do that. But saying, Gab, even I can't do that, that's the mindset that we try and get you out of because, yeah. you know... Because you I will know do that, that, and it is going to happen. It is and I know happen. that right now, obviously, and also we're deep in discussion about it, so it's going to bring up the, those emotions and feelings for you right now. And you're going to want to fight your corner here, which is what I want you to do because I want other people to relate to what you're feeling and understand it. However, when you say, you know, you look around, you, you look on social media, you see people in the street, you hear of news of other pregnancies, friends of friends falling at the drop of a hat. We don't necessarily know their stories. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. remember, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. We don't always know how difficult it has been for them to fall. We don't know if they've had any previous problems. So I think we have to always just bear in mind that everyone's got their own journey and, you know, everyone has their own struggles. That Maybe. is how I've been consoling myself recently and also thinking about people around me thinking, God, what a perfect little life she's got. And then I think, actually, you've got absolutely no fucking idea what her life is like. Like, you don't know anything about her family situations. You don't know anything about history. Mm. You don't know anything about wellness. And that's what I keep thinking to myself, at least I'm healthy. Like, absolutely. as in and mentally, mentally strong you are, Gab. You've, you've always you had your mental strong. health, which is very important. do you important. know what, though, right? I have realised now just how mentally strong I am. I think I'm I'm like an iron in like like made of iron or steel. But I've I've always thought I was quite a weak person, but actually no. I'm weak when it comes to like people pleasing and just going all right and doing what people want. But this I mean I was literally the second time it happened, I was on the floor with a bottle of rum. That I'm not, and that's not metaphorically. I was on my living room floor with a bottle of rum, just 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 downing it. And George called my mother-in-law and she just I didn't even know she was coming around. She just ran in through the door and was like, right, trying to sort me out. But I I do feel like what's the point? <laughs> like, like what is the What's the point in going through life as a strong person, a good person, somebody that always plays by the rules, like someone who, I don't know, I just feel like what's the point in giving out good to the world when you get fuck all back? But again, that's just the mindset I'm in at the moment. Like I think to myself, yeah. I might as well be a really horrible, nasty person and, you know, jump over people in my career to get ahead and not go to that thing because I don't want to go. And, you know, not but be so nice. But why would you nice want and... to do that? I wouldn't be your friend. <laughs> you, you don't want... You, you, what's the point in being bitter when you... you like, this is going to be okay in the end and I know you don't believe that, but you need to, like... The last thing you want to do is start, like, punishing yourself and becoming, like 
totally introvert because again you're not projecting any positivity out and when this does happen for you which it will you're going to be like it was all worth it because look who I've got now like of course and my objection isn't this is never going to happen for me I know it will by hook or by crook I'll have a baby no matter what I've got to go to but I guess my point is why have we had to have this journey well, Why we, well has maybe you'll find like that this? out. Maybe you'll find that out down the line, Gab. I promise. Maybe one day you're going to find yeah. out, and you're going to be like, "That explains it." Maybe you're going to help others in your journey as well when you're telling everyone this. Yeah. Like, who but knows? There are people in gonna... life that do go through it easily. Like, I, I don't care what you say. There are some people in life where things just fall into place. But other, there are. other things for them might definitely didn't fall into place and actually they're really unhappy at home but they wanted kids like you don't know like everyone's got their own thing but that's leading us on to if you want to go ahead with what's happened since then and what's happening this weekend to yeah sorry um so um I went to a consultant private consultant just to because I'm uh I don't sit around you know some people are like try after this long and I'm like nah I've got ants in my pants I've got to sort things out immediately so um I went to see a consultant I explained what had happened and I had a scan and I've got quite a large polyp in my uterus which is I think like a cyst but not something that can burst it's a growth that is there indefinitely and they can kind of come and go over the years polyps And the consultant said to me, well, the first consultant I saw who did the blood test said about this polyp and said, it shouldn't cause you any problems. Polyps are really common. They're like in one in 10 people. It's like saying you've got polycystic ovaries, like women get pregnant. And she said, if it causes you problems, we'll take it out. So when I went to see this private consultant, she said, I can't tell you if it's that or not, because I don't know, but we're going to take it out anyway. Let's just get it out because most likely it is causing a problem because you've miscarried at pretty much the same point each time. And that's making me think that that polyp is stopping something from latching on or growing or whatever it is. So I've got to, yeah, have a, have, um, it's called a hysteroscopy polyp, polypectomy or something where it's a hysteroscopy where they put a camera up your lady garden into your uterus. They're going to cut the polyp out. And then at the same time, they're going to, what they call is scratch um, the entire lining of your uterus. So that just means they take a layer away so that it's super, super fertile afterwards. My sister-in-law had that done and she fell pregnant like in two weeks. Like it makes you super fertile afterwards. So I have to be a bit careful, but it's, yeah. So I'm having that done at the weekend and that's why I've had to quarantine for a couple of weeks because of stupid COVID. Sorry, just and, to ask, yeah. when you say that's why you have to be a bit careful, is that because you shouldn't fall pregnant straight after it? No, it's because there's commitments next year, like Jess's wedding and I've, with Jess and I have <laughs> spoken about this. So. I mean, talk about make me feel horrendous. Well, I, no, I'm, I'm not like, making you feel anything. It. It's no. like Kelly held off for my wedding. I, yeah. We had a yeah. very honest conversation at the time and I said, you know, this is nothing to do to me with me. And Kelly said, I know it's nothing to do with you. It's my decision. I'm holding off. So this is what I was actually going to move on to because I was going to say, obviously, when the time comes and you feel ready again, you know, to, to start trying, then there are going to obviously be commitments. Like for next year, we've got a big year coming up with Jess getting married. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got an amazing Hindu to look forward to. And then we've got the wedding. And you don't want to miss out on those sorts of things. Like you say, for for me, it was the same. I didn't want to miss out on yours. And so we stopped for a period of time so that I could make sure that I could be there, pregnant or not. And, well, we we have that choice to do, don't we? Well, we don't really have... This is the thing. We don't really have the choice. That's that. That's exactly what Gabby... Like, what, what, what we're... The predicament we're all in. But it's very very sweet of well not even sweet I just I I understand that you want to be at my wedding you're my maid of honor but I also would never ever ever if you turned around to me and said I'm pregnant and that it's just the way it is and I know that 100% but like I said to you it's not your decision it's it's my decision and listen to me I've been waiting eight months to get pregnant do you think eight weeks is going to bother me? It's like I walk in the park eight weeks. Yeah. If anything, Gab, use it as your last hurrah and we'll just get you really drunk every week. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And also, like, especially with this shitty year And it's your birthday and mine. Huh? It's your birthday it's and both mine. both your birthdays. So go all out. But 2020 has been such a shocker that I am... I'll be damned if I'm not at that Hindu and at that wedding next year. Like I, I am not going to not be there sitting in my living room, which I've done for the whole of 2020. Like, not on your Nelly. 
But what I'm saying is, is you can't always predict what's going to happen then. I mean, no, I could, not. you know, you just don't know. And this is what's so difficult about when you're at this age and your friends start getting married. And when I say, I'm not saying start, because even at my age, it was Kelly wanted to get pregnant and that was an impact on her. Your wedding, but it's yeah. so hard because as a bride, you it's like the last thing you want is to mess with somebody's timings of when they want to have a baby. But at the same time, you want like you want everyone there. It's such a hard, yeah. and it's it's a really it's hard situation. We're at and that's just what's happened with me. But there's nothing I can do about that. I'm afraid it's just the way it is. <laughs> Don't sound so down about it. We've got a lot to look forward <laughs> yeah. to. It'll be fine. I'll just have loads of pregnant women at my wedding. All my best friends. <laughs> I don't care. If I name the baby um, Jessica, will you get over it? <laughs> okay. Can I just ask, um, just ask a question, Gab? How how do you feel about the operation, and how hopeful are you that you know this is going to sort things out for you and and help you you know in the long run falling pregnant? Yeah. Um, how much hope is, is, are you resting on it? I mean, I, I feel really fucked off about the operation because I'm like, oh, of course. Like, not only have we had these couple of miscarriages, now I've got to have it. Who has to have an operation in order to feel preg- full pregnant? Of course, me and George do. So I feel... Probably a lot of people, that's the thing. Well, like, yeah. We'll probably find out after this. Maybe. I just feel, obviously, resentful of having to go through this, especially in a COVID time where I can't even have George walk into the hospital with me, which is just horrible. He's got to drop me off in a car and then pick me up in a car later. So that's not nice. But I feel like it's going to work. I've just got a gut feeling that this is all it was. It was just this yeah. Mrs. Pollock. It wasn't anything else, I hope. I definitely feel that way. Yeah. I, really do. I, I want you tests, to say that in a more um, positive way. I want a positive frame well, of mind because and because from now pregnant, on, we're going to be really positive and you're going to have this baby. I, I, you're just going to be pregnant at my wedding. I just know it. Yeah. It's but, just going to happen. But you were never a massive drinker anyway. It's fine. <laughs> oh, do me a favour. You always say that. I love my food. <laughs> you don't drink, Gab. You don't oh, drink. Shut up. The girls always wind me up about this. When we were younger, I wasn't a bad drunk, basically. And ever since then, they're like, you don't drink anyway to make themselves feel better. You didn't get paralytic and fall off tables. You're not our friend. Exactly. exactly. Um and I had uh, I had blood tests a couple of weeks ago um, to check for any abnormal cells that like you get. Some ladies get killer cells that want to attack the fetus. I don't have those, so that's really positive. So I really do believe it is just just this polyp. But again, that's linking back to kind of unhelpful language when like people and doctors, doctors included, say it's just one of those things. And it's like mm. we're at a stage in technology and science where. We can separate Siamese twins. I saw a, a news report the other day about a baby who had been, op- an unborn baby that had been operated on inside the woman's stomach, their spine had been operated on. It was unborn. Oh my God. Inside mm. of her. I've heard we can of that, create yeah. babies in petri dishes. We can't figure out what the problem is with miscarriage. That blows my mind. And it's almost like societally acceptable to go, oh, it's just one of those things. And it's like, well, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be just one of those things. Fucking figure it out. Well, imagine like how complex like the human body is. Like just imagine. Well, I think every woman is so different. That's well, the point, I just isn't think it? it's a miracle that any baby's ever born ever. Like I know. Honestly, every time I watch one born every minute, I, I still like it's a fucking miracle. They how are absolute miracles. Happen? I know it so, really is. You know, it, you know, like yeah, in the same breath as saying how have they not worked? How you know how why we miscarry and how and why why and when we're going to menopause? How do we have children? Like you know, how do we even do it? It is a miracle, and it's amazing when it happens, and we are all so grateful when it does, and it will for you girls as well. You know, and it is it is a miracle, Kel, but it's also a fucking hardship, which we are not educated about as young teenage girls, right? It's wear a condom, wear a condom, wear a condom, because if you have sex, you will get pregnant. Mm. Nobody talks to you about, actually, there's only six days in your cycle that you can get pregnant in a month, Mm. which blows my mind, because then I'm like, all these girls that have one-night stands and get pregnant, what, they just so happens to be ovulating that day? Oh, I I was wearing a condom and I got pregnant. Yeah, like, like, what the hell? So there's that, and then there's also, like... It's it doesn't just stop when you get pregnant. It's like when people say, "Well, at least you know you can get pregnant." 
well, what fucking use is that to me no, if I can't I know, carry a child or birth it? It's like, that's, that's one part really of, the, of the of the journey. It's conceiving, carrying, birthing. You've got to do all those things successfully and mm. then you've got to keep it alive. Carry the child and have go into labour and birth the child through your vagina. That's what I mean. As if it's not hard enough. Yeah, honestly, it's not just over with a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, your preggers, off you go, all happy and light. It's... It's terrifying, and you hit the more stories you hear, the more you feel like I'm not saying anything basically until the baby's here, because God knows what's going to happen, and that's really sad. Kel, I guess actually, <laughs> for you, one of my closest friends, it wasn't actually that simple, was it? Well, exactly. I was I was just going to say that to you, Gab, actually, because I know that when you're in this fog, it does seem like everyone around you has literally fallen at the drop of a hat, but. You know, you are, yeah, forgetting that me, I had been through struggles of my own, falling with um, Ottilie or, yeah, falling pregnant when we were trying. And, you know, it took us 18 months in the end to fall pregnant. And during that time, um, it was, we went through all those emotions that you went through during that little period of time where you were trying from when you'd first you know, fallen and then and then you started trying again for the second time round. You literally feel like it's everything. It's all consuming, isn't it? At oh, that yeah. time of your life, like it's all you want. So you you kind of figure it all out and you get to that stage of your life and then you think, right, yeah, I'm going to start trying and I'm going to fall. And you do think it's going to happen the month you start trying. Oh, yeah. You just do. And then for us, we went on for 18 months thinking that. Well, not thinking that anymore, losing hope, really. And we did end up seeing a specialist because I got to the stage where, you know, people were saying to me, we'd been married for three years and people were saying, oh, yeah, you two looking to have children? I mean, it's the first question people ask you after you get married, isn't it? So, like, you just have to... Yeah, navigate your way around it, don't you? However you wish to do so. So, yeah, for us, we were trying... Um, well, we'd left it like a good year anyway. We wanted to enjoy a honeymoon a year later. And, yeah, then we had your wedding to look forward to. So we started trying, but then we we kind of put things off so that we could come and enjoy the wedding in Mallorca. But all in all, it felt like a really long time. So, yeah, just another story of reassurance, if you like, that actually when we went to the specialist and and um, got tested everything was fine it just ha- it just so happened for us without like giving too much detail about my cycle away <laughs> I was ovulating really early so we were being quite specific about when we were trying um and it turns out we were trying at the wrong time for 18 months <laughs> <laughs> and you said that you saw Ottilie as a little egg didn't you yeah, so I saw the specialist and I and I had an ultrasound scan and she said, you're like really fertile. In fact, you're ovulating at the moment. And yeah, so I saw the dominant egg at the time in my uterus, which, um, yeah, we ended up fertilising. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so Ashley was born. on the screen, I'll see yeah. you later. <laughs> I'll see yeah. you in nine months. <laughs> I'm going to fertilise you. Oh, so there are happy stories yeah, and there are, so, yeah. you know... Yeah. And Ottilie was well worth the wait. Absolutely. My God. That was a silver lining. Well, I just want to say, Gab, thank you so much for opening up on this because it's such a personal subject and it's such a... I mean, I can't even imagine what you've been through. I've obviously been with you, but you've been through so much in the last nine, eight months. And you know what? You've come out... You're still strong. You haven't, you know, you're you're going in for this operation. You're going to be positive. This is going to happen. And what you've done is reached out and told so many girls that potentially could be going through the same thing, which I think is so lovely because at the end of the day, we're all in it together and we need to be there for each other. And anyone that is going through anything like this or worse or similar, we love you and we hope you're okay. Yeah, and please like reach out to us on Instagram if you want to talk about it because I know how tempting it is when you're going through it and you see girls on social media and you think I just want to ask her that question because it just makes you feel a little bit better don't hesitate to hit that little arrow flag thing in the corner and send us a message we'd love to hear it um and I think if I can just close with maybe giving some advice when you're in it just like Jess said remind yourself of the facts not the stories that you're telling yourself and the stories are everyone's pregnant and everyone's had an easy time getting pregnant like 
remind yourself of the statistics, Google them. They are, it's like one in five, one in four women miscarry. It's, it's humongously common and we just don't talk about it enough. And please talk to your friends about it as well. Like just open up to friends and family. You'd be really surprised how people will kind of rally around you and how people are only open to hearing that conversation. You kind of feel like when it's happening, oh, I won't, I won't mention this because it, it will make everyone feel like, horribly uncomfortable no one will know what to say actually that's not really the case if you've got a girl gang like I have lucky enough to have open up to people and tell them and there's nothing wrong with telling your inner circle that you're trying so that they can back off of you like if you're having a drink or something because you you get into this whole horrible thing where you feel like you're in a panic I remember when we Kelly we went out for sushi that time after the museum and I was like what am I going to eat in the sushi place and then everyone was drinking I was trying to hide my drinks I was like oh so don't feel ashamed to say to your friends, look, I'm trying, so please don't ask me what's going on if I don't have a drink and just let take the pressure off because otherwise every social occasion you're like, what am I going to do about the alcohol? And people just kind of lay off you if you tell them that. And then the third thing is stay away from chat rooms. <laughs> just don't do oh, it to it's yourself. Just in general life, they're so scary. I mean, oh, everything. But They yeah. are just full of hysterical women, basically, just <laughs> riling each other up in the most awful way, obsessing over details that don't even bloody matter. I mean, I was... And it's uh, all relative to who you are. You've got to remember that as well. And Every human body exactly. is totally different to the next. But I mean, I once found myself at three o'clock in the morning with work the next day on a chat forum looking at pictures of women's cervical mucus. That's how low it got. Just that 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 is where you can end up, ladies. <laughs> don't don't yeah. don't fall into the pit because that's don't where you'll go end down up. that pit. Oh, well, listen, you've been amazing and thank you all so much for joining in and listening. And we hope it's helped you in some way. And we will be back next week with who knows? It could be anything. <laughs> could be chatting about yeah, anything be or anyone. <laughs> we'll see you <laughs> soon. Lots of love and see you all soon. Bye. Bye. Guys. Bye.